Hey, it's Enoch Leffingwell. I want to talk to you about what to do when you don't know what you want to be when you grow up. I know, I remember when I was 16 years old, there was so much pressure on me to figure out what I'm going to be, who I'm going to go, I mean, who, what I'm going to do when I grow up. And I realized that when you're so young, there's so much life that I haven't experienced. There's so much I don't really know about myself that I'm not exactly sure what that's going to look like. And I realized that there's so much of society that places upon this burden that you need to figure out soon that time is ticking. You're 16, 17 years old. You should have your life figured out. You should already know what your calling is. You should know what your life work, what your career, what your job, what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. If you don't have this all figured out, you're going to be lost. You're going to be confused. You're going to be a bum on the side of the street. But I want to tell you today that I believe if you're like this when you're a teenager, early 20s, then you're not lost. You're just early in your journey. And give yourself that permission to, to just... And realize that part of life is experiencing. I believe it's extremely unrealistic to heap upon people, young people, the burden of going hundreds of thousand dollars into debt, getting a college degree on in a path that they don't really know if they actually want to take or not. I was talking to someone recently from Oklahoma who is being faced with some medical, um, she's thinking that she wants to work in the medical fields and uh, she sees that summer is, co is coming up and she's going to have to make a decision, but she doesn't know where in the medical field she wants to go, but this decision is so expensive because all the credits that you're taking, all time goes on with or without you and, and the debt collects over time. And then like it, it, to me, it doesn't make sense to start life with a load, this heavy weight of debt. That doesn't make sense to me. There is a verse that brought so much encouragement and clarity in my mind when choosing our life work. It's in the book of Psalms, and it says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. It's this principle of tasting. How do you know what you're passionate about? How do you know what you want to do or be in life if you have not tasted it yet? It's like for myself. How do, I love Mexican food. But how would I know that I love Mexican food if I didn't taste it first? How do I know if I liked sweet potatoes um, if I didn't taste it? If I would eat sweet potatoes, like I want to, but I mean, I, it literally makes my throat gag and it's really hard to eat sweet potatoes for me. I could eat it in a pie, I could eat it in a chips, those are fine, but like this sweet potato in the oven with all that sugar, caramelized, whatever, it's like, ugh. I can't handle it. But I would never have known that if I didn't try different dishes. And so in life, a lot of times, understanding who you're going to be, what your life calling is, is a matter of trying different things, experiencing different things. And I realized that in our youth, that's one of the things that we have the greatest opportunity is we have time. Now, society doesn't want to tell you you have time. Your parents may be trying to tell you to get your life in order and figure these things out and then go go to college and get a degree and and go uh, get a job security and go do that and you need to do this right now um, but in reality you have time there's people who 
do a, who get their degree, they're $100,000 in debt, and then they realize at the end that they hate the career that they lived. I think what is way worse than being 20 or 25 or 30 or something and still maybe like trying to figure out what you're looking for is to spend all that time, energy, and effort going down a path that someone else told you and whispered in your ear and put all these expectations that you needed to do only to find out you hate it at the end of the road. Now you're trapped. You got this debt that's hanging on your life and now you've got to figure out what you're going to do and you have to continue to work in this job that you hate because it pays you enough to be able to pay off this the student loans or the new car that you bought or this house that you just paid for and now you've got this mortgage and the loan and the and all these things that it traps you into this. The book of Proverbs says, the borrower is servant to the lender. So you want to be careful. Um, as a youth, there's a lot of benefits of being young. One of them is that you have time. And two is you really don't have debts yet. Avoid debt like leprosy. Deuteronomy says, lend to all nations, borrow from none. Like, there is a principle throughout the scripture to avoid debt. Do not borrow. Because when you do that, it will create the bondage in your life. I heard it explained to me and it really opened my eyes where when you're young, you have free more moral aging. You can go wherever you want to go. You can be whatever you want to be. You can learn more about yourself and discover and serve God with your talents and grow and, and you could be anywhere. You have the freedom that most people don't have who are older. But when you, when you go to school and you get your degree, it's like you have a stake and then you break your stake in a little bit. Then you get a family. Then you get your stake in. Then you get a house and you have your stake in a little bit further. Then you have kids and your stake is in even further. So each time that you make these decisions in life, your stake is getting deeper and you're not able to move. You are stuck where you're at. And there are some blessings and privileges of, of having your stakes in the ground. But when you're young, you have the ability to taste and see that the Lord is good. You're able to taste and see what you like. I encourage you to, if you're trying to understand what your calling is, to um, take some time to pray, study the Word of God, be intentional with your devotions, and study in the Word of God what is your life calling, what is your purpose. Understand what God says about why He put you here. Why did God create you? When I learned Isaiah 43, 7, it changed everything for me. It said, even everyone that is called by my name, I have created him, yea, I have formed him for my glory. You were created to give glory to God. You were created for a high calling, a higher purpose. God has a plan for your life. And when you trust God with your plan, he will do some incredible things for your life. I remember I was lost. I was confused. I was uh, playing video games mindlessly for so many hours. And I was getting drunk and high with my friends. And I was just wasting my day, my life away. And I'm just like, what am I going to do? And I'm walking home from school. I'm like, what am I going to be when I grow up? What am I going to do with my life? And then it's like when, when there, was a, there was a man at this youth camp that said, hey, God has a plan for your life. And if you accept Christ in your life and you really serve him in your youth, then he will take you on a journey that you would never see. Like he's going to do some incredible things for you in your life if you trust him and if you let him. And I took him up on that offer. I'm like, wow, I want that. I need that. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I can't continue this way anymore. So I started to take on his promise and I started 
to study the word of God, I began to understand more that all of my pain, my misery, my sorrow is a result of sin. And the sooner I could get sin out of my life, the better my life got. The closer I can get to Christ, the more joy and happiness I have. And I begin to realize purpose and meaning and fulfillment. And I'm like, whoa, this is changing everything for me. So now when I'm walking home from school and I'm thinking, what am I going to do with my life? Am I going to be a teacher? I like teaching math. I was a volunteer tutor. But then I'm like, man, I'd have to go to college for like, get a master's degree in mathematics. I'm like, I, I don't think I'd really thrive over there. Like, okay, well, maybe I'll be a video game designer. I always told myself from like a childhood dream was to be a video game designer. I'm like, but I hate design. Like, I, I'm not like a designer, graphical, artistic person. That doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Then I'm like, oh man, what am I going to do? Well, I had a job at working at a, a production assembly line uh, one day, I mean, for, for a time. And, um, and then as I was working there, the lady who sat across from me, we just took these little plastic pieces and we put them in buckets. Took a plastic piece, put them in buckets. And they were making model t, t uh, trains, model trains. And then they were, uh, we just did that for eight hours a day. And it was like, this is crazy. And on top of that, the lady across from me, She's been working here for like 40-something years doing the twisting and buckets. And I'm like, <gasps> just sitting next to her filled my life with anxiety because I'm like, I can't imagine doing this for 40 years. That is definitely not my purpose in life. I got to have some other reason. And as, as I like go through all the different options, I begin to realize I'd be miserable doing anything other than sharing with others what God has shared with me. And then I realized I want to work for God. I don't know how I'm going to work for God, but I want to work for God. This is what I want to do. I want to dedicate myself to his service. And so since I was like 16, 17 years old and onward, I began to realize, okay, that's what I'm going to do. I don't know what that looks like, but I want to work for God and I want to serve him. And so I, I persevered in that effort. And since then, I've had the privilege to be in full-time ministry for eight years. And in these eight years, I've tried to handful of different things I've tasted. I've done ancient publishing where we I actually owned a publishing house. We had printers, we had we had uh, books and, and flyers and we were taking orders from people and we were sending them out to people and um, I, I tried that. And I've uh, started true education, missionary training schools like over in Oregon, um, worked on construction sites. I worked at a mechanic shop for, um, for several months and learning the mechanic trade thinking like well maybe maybe I should be a mechanic maybe that's what God wants me to be and then um, and I, I've I've uh, done medical missionary work uh, and health lectures around the country and we did vote for health over in Washington DC helped with the ministry over there where we took the health message over to the 535 congressional offices and we met with the senators and the statesmen and we went over there and I was just Working with different people in different locations, I would travel and I'd speak, and then I'd teach classes in a local area. I, I was heavily involved with church, and I'd just do different things trying to figure out where can I fit. And I began to realize the cause of God is really big. There's a lot of different options. There's corporate work. There's medical ministry work. There's pastoral work. There is Bible work. There's medical ministry. There is um, there's being... Uh, a, a parent and, and rearing up God-fearing children. There's so many different ways that we can serve God. There's business evangelism, and I and I began to realize, like, wow, there's different options. And I, and I've I've seen some things that I liked, and I see some things that I I didn't like. And um, all of them have taught me different skills. And I look back in my life, 
you might look at some of these things as like, oh, you start here and you fail. You start here and because I'm not doing it, then maybe that was a failure. But I realized that these were all valuable lessons that I learned from. All of these things, looking at my life now and what I'm doing today, everything that I experienced in the past has prepared me for such a time as this. Which brings me to the second tip, is if you wanna know what you wanna be in life, the most powerful thing you could do, my favorite verse in the whole Bible, Luke 16, 10 and 11, where it talks about, he that is faithful in that which is least will be faithful also much. He that is unjust in that which is least will be unjust also in much. So what does that mean? That in your youth, you have the opportunity to be faithful. When you've been given little responsibility, do it with your whole heart. Do it as wholeheartedly as unto the Lord, not unto man. Whatever your hand findeth to do, do it with all your might. Put your whole heart, soul, and work and effort into it. Do the very best you can. If you're working for someone else, work very good with, for them. If you're using your talents for anything, do it really well. Because if you're going to be unfaithful in the small things of life, then you will be unfaithful in, in greater things of life. That the unfaithfulness in the little things unfits you and makes it to where you're not ready for, for a higher calling and a higher responsibility in life. Every phase, no matter what you're at, even if you realize that this may not be what you're going to be doing for, for the rest of your life and forever, if you do it with all your might and you treat it as though this is going, like, that you are serving Christ, you're reflecting Him in your effort, then that, that will prepare you to, to come higher and to have new responsibilities. And by, by uh, whatever environment you're at, whatever scenario you're at, look for opportunities to grow, look for opportunities to learn, look for opportunities to understand more and more of your calling and gain skills. As you gain skills, you'll begin to realize what you enjoy and what you don't. And that will help you as you move forward. But if you're unfaithful, then it's actually unfitting you from finding purpose. There's a lot of people who live life just not really committing themselves to anything. And therefore, they just go from, they live this aimless life. And friends, an aimless life is a living death. I am at war, with, waging a war against people living aimless lives. You don't have to. You can have a definite aim. You can live your calling. You can know your true purpose and lead, lead meaningful lives in the Lord's service. And you could find so much joy and fulfillment through that. But if you're not sure what you're going to be when you grow up, just know, like, that's okay. That's part of the process. You have to commit to the journey. You're not lost. You're just early in the journey. And when you take that time to taste and see what the Lord, taste and see what you enjoy, then um, you're going to have greater understanding. Try different things. But when you try them, do it with your whole heart. Be faithful in that which is least. Because the faithfulness in little thing is preparing you for the time in your life that is has prepared you for such a time as this. Where you'll see, like what I'm seeing now is that the culmination of all the skills that I gained from all those different experiences, it just kind of like came together and fit in this perfect match of doing working with the army of youth, helping young people identify their unique talents, encouraging them to dedicate to the Lord's service. Like this is what excites me. This is what keeps me up at night and wakes me up early in the morning, excited with an energy and a joy and enthusiasm to wake up and be able to work for the Lord because there's no greater joy than sharing with others what God has shared with us. And when you do these things, it will prepare you so that you can live your calling, so that you can know 
what God would have you to do and to be actually doing it. So my wish for you, my friends, is that you can follow God's plan for your life, that you will, you can hear his voice and he'll show you great and mighty things that you know not when you surrender your hearts to Christ. It's in the youth, which is the best time to serve Christ. You have so many gifts. You're not, your stake isn't in the ground. You have the freedom to go and to be and to do whoever God has created you to be. You have the opportunities. Look at the benefits that you have. Don't let the stresses of other people's expectations weigh you down. And do not accept the debts that are only going to make things harder for you. If you're going to get a different result, you're going to have to go down a different path than the majority. Matthew chapter 7 says that many are on the Broadway destruction and few are on the narrow way that leads to life. So go down the path less, less traveled and you'll see that God will help you to have fulfillment and joy and a peace and a happiness that the world doesn't know. But when you do these things, you will find your calling and you will be greater prepared to know exactly what God wants you to be when you grow up. And if you like this video, I encourage you to, to hit like on this video and share it with a friend because sharing is caring. And if you know someone that's wondering what they want to be when they grow up, if you've learned anything that was aha, let me know in the comments. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any other questions regarding this, I'd love to talk with you. I love helping people identify what God has called them to do. And um, just let me know in the comments, reach out to me. And if you want to get involved with the Army of Youth, you want to help other young people to identify their unique talents, then reach out to me as well. Or you can go to thearmyofyouth.com forward slash enlist to join the Army of Youth today where we are, we are helping others to identify their calling and to live that calling. Thank you so much for watching, friends. And remember, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the calls.